y'all. What is up? Chris V here. It has been such a long time since I've done a podcast. I know. I'm really sorry. Anyways, this podcast for today has been being written for such a long time, like over the last several months. Just constant writing. So I'm so excited to share it with you guys. But first, before we dive in today, I want to share a quick voice message we got from one of our listeners out there. And it was so encouraging and yeah, it's really awesome because we love hearing from you guys. So before you dive in to today's show, here it is. Hello, I just wanted to say thank you so much for making this podcast. I just listened to your first episode and I really hope you do continue making these because I've been looking for a podcast that talks to teen girls specifically and your podcast episode has inspired me to do some things and I have some plans and I am hoping that God will show me the way to do them. Thank you again. That is so awesome. We love to hear from you guys. So it's always super encouraging to hear, especially to me. Um, so let's dive into today's topic. Let's do this. I'm so excited. Today's topic, are your words venom? One of my favorite dinosaurs is the Dilophosaurus. The Dilophosaurus was around in the early Jurassic and was found in the United States and China. The name Dilophosaurus actually means two-crested lizard because of the two crests, paleontologists assumed to have been on the dinosaur's head. This dinosaur was shown in the movie Jurassic Park as a small dinosaur that spit venom into the face of its prey. However, those aren't scientifically backed facts. The Dilophosaurus was about 19 and a half feet tall and is presumed to have never spit venom. While the Dilophosaurus may have never spit venom, humans are able to spit venom in a way the dinosaur in Jurassic Park could never do with our words. So maybe you've noticed venomous words flying around you while you're stuck at home with your family. Things like arguing, making hateful comments, and saying things that just are straight up nasty are examples of venomous words. The Bible also gives examples of venomous words in several passages. Number one, as corrupt talk, as shown in Ephesians 4.29. An example of this would be foul language and inappropriate phrases or words. Number two, as something that tears others down, as talked about in Proverbs of uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, Proverbs 15, verse 4. Number three, as something that is hurtful and slash or stings mentally and emotionally. It's told about in James 3, verses 5 through 6. Number four, as something that breaks the spirit. It's told about in Proverbs 15, verse 4. Number five, as lies and hate. Talked about in Proverbs 10, verse 18, Proverbs 26, verse 28, and Pro- uh, sorry, James 1, verse 26. Um, and number six, as slander. It's told about in Proverbs 10, verse 18, James 4, verse 11, and Proverbs 16, 28. So anything on this list sound familiar? You may have heard others say these things along the lines of venomous words, but have you said anything along the lines of the examples listed a few minutes ago? One example of venomous words in everyday life is arguing with your parents and or siblings. There are several ways venomous words can impact others and the world around you. The following are just a few examples of how venomous words can do that. Venomous words spread like wildfire. 
2 Timothy 2, 16-17 tells us to avoid irrelevant babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. What does this verse mean? Let's break down this verse. The first part of says, avoid irrelevant babble. Paul is telling us to avoid arguing, fighting, etc. Other translations give us examples of these. The New International Version says to avoid godless chatter. The New King James Version, or sorry, the King James Version says, but shun profane and vain babblings. And the New Living Translation says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. So the next part of this verse says, for it will lead more and more people into ungodliness, which means that it will drag more people into the argument, gossip, hate speech, etc. So I recently had an example of this in my life as I was writing this podcast. So I experienced the spread of venomous words firsthand. I had some family members over for a week, and while I was working in the other room, two of my cousins had gotten into an argument. Then a few minutes later, one of my siblings started arguing with them too. Pretty soon, everyone in the next room over started arguing with each other. As you can see, it really does spread like wildfire. So the final part of this verse says, and their talk will spread like gangrene. To start to understand this verse, we need to understand what gangrene is. According to mayoclinic.org, gangrene is the death of body tissue and affects areas like your toes, hands, limbs, etc., but can also affect your muscles and internal organs. It's caused by trauma, infections, and or lack of blood flow. Gangrene spreads very fast and can be fatal if not removed by surgery and therapy quickly. Just like the spread of gangrene or a wildfire in a field of dry grass, venomous words can ha- uh, spread quickly <laughs> pretty much anywhere. Like the second part of this verse we looked at a few minutes ago, not only does it lead more and more people into an argument, gossip, etc., but it, it spreads when doing so. For example, one place you can see this in action is social media. Someone will post something that someone disagrees with, which can lead to an argument in the comments. Pretty soon, more people on opposing sides of the argument will start to type in their opinion about what they think about the topic in, in the comment section. They'll start arguing with the other users. So the post will also most likely be near the top of the trending now page for most people to see because more and more people are getting into the argument in the comment section. It's like a domino effect. The more people that see it, the more people will be dragged into it. The more people ending up in ungodly behavior. So another way venomous words can affect people is by bringing them down and hurting them mentally and spiritually. Proverbs 18.21 tells us, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So I want you to think about how serious this is for a minute. Has anyone ever said something hurtful to you? Most, if not all, of y'all listening out there are probably thinking, yes, words are powerful and can seriously hurt other people. For example, 
some cases of eating disorders are started by someone saying something along the lines of, you're ugly or you're fat, to another person. Ladies, we know we can be super self-conscious after hearing something like that about ourselves. But we shouldn't be. We were made perfectly in God's image. Check out Psalm 139 verses 13 through 14 in Genesis 127. Um, so back on topic, um, we unfortunately fall for the lie that we aren't beautiful and that something needs to change. This can be a super dangerous way of thinking. I wish it wasn't like this, but most girls will turn to eating disorders to try to become more thin. Eating disorders can cause some serious problems, sometimes fatal and can even lead to death. What I'm trying to say here, y'all, is that words have power and meaning. Be careful how you wield them. So instead of saying something unkind, full of hatred and hurtful, the Bible commands us to build others up. In Ephesians 4.29, we are told, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We're also told in First Thessalonians 5.11 to encourage one another and build one another up. So instead of spewing mean, nasty words, no matter if your stress is high, are upset, etc. Take a second to think about what you're going to say or post on social media. So ask yourself, is it helpful and spiritually beneficial to the person I'm saying these things to? Number two, does this comment or thing I'm about to say point others to Christ? Does it reflect who Christ really is? Number three, would I say this if Jesus was standing right next to me? if my parents, siblings, or pastor were standing next to me? These are just a few considerations for when you're talking to someone or posting things on social media. Use your words to help build others up and point them to an accurate picture of Christ instead of putting someone down with them. And I know that these considerations above have greatly helped me consider what I say. Well, I'm not perfect and still make mistakes. Um, like, this has greatly helped me. I guys, I can express how much this has helped me in conversations and everyday reactions. And I know my family would definitely agree with this. I am notorious for being upset and grouchy when and when I am, my words will reflect how I feel. Which usually ends up hurting some of my family members. And for the last few months, I've really been trying to think about what I was going to say and whether or not it was beneficial for whoever I was talking to. And it's helped keep my words in check and build others up instead of tearing them down. So real quick, I just want to close with a short quote from John MacArthur. You are the only Bible some unbelievers will ever read and your life is under scrutiny every day. What do others learn from you? Do they see an accurate picture of your God? So just so, something to keep in mind, as you go through day-to-day -day life, are you showing others an accurate picture of God with your life and words? So that's all for today, y'all. I hope this podcast really inspired you to, you know, just 
take control of your words and actions. Think about what you're going to say before you say it and use those words to point others to Christ. Again, I really hope this podcast encouraged you today, especially just think about your words. And I really hope this, you know, again, encouraged you. Um, I really wish I could be encouraging you every single day, every single week, and just keep pointing you towards Christ. Um, and we actually have a blog on our website, a message for Christian girls.weebly.com. So go check out those blog posts. My friend Juliana, she has a blog, and we just repost her posts on our site too. So you can go see some of Juliana's posts as well. And also, if you ever want to contact us, hit the contact button on our website because, guys, we love to hear from you. So that's all for today, y'all. I hope you have a great day, great week, great rest of 2020, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.